Welcome to the St Emelins podcast. I'm Ian Beardsall. And I'm Simon Kai. And you join us here in Dublin after day one of the Smack Dub Conference. It's been too long since we spoke to you and we thought we'd check in, tell you a little bit about the day, what's been going on over here in Ireland, try and give you a flavour of this excellent conference and some of the things that we've enjoyed the most during the day. Yeah, so we kicked off quite early this morning at eight o'clock, which is pretty early for some people who were out last night, Ian. It was early indeed. Yes, yeah, so it was a great night last night. Lovely. Um, lovely, lovely. And we set off with a really emotional session to start the day, actually. Um, as many of you will know, John Hines was unfortunately killed last year, and he was a real Smack favourite. He gave some fantastic presentations, a great educator, tragically killed just after Smack Chicago. And so the first session of the day was very much dedicated to him. This was a fitting tribute to, to our friend, who we miss very much, actually, this week. It's not the same without him. Some great talks in that first plenary. Vic Brazel, as ever, giving a very dynamic talk about how to give feedback, reminding us all how important feedback is. Scott took us all by surprise, Scott Weingart. Yeah, that was um, really left field, but very, very good. He actually recorded a live podcast in the Smack Theatre about meditation. And you might think that's a bit freaky and not really terribly resuscitation-like, but I think he made it very real for a lot of people. Certainly something I've used in the past, and I think it's it's something that if you're involved in the type of work that we do, for some people, not everybody, for some people this will be a really interesting and useful thing. His argument was well made, really, that lots of people exercise for their muscular strength and longevity, but very few people exercise their brain. And his point was really we should take more time. It's very thought-provoking, some of the things he said. Some of his theories were very new to me. I'll go back and listen again. I've tried a bit of mindfulness and maybe I'll give it a bit more of a go. Just that time for a bit of space to try and connect more with what's going on in my brain. Yeah, I think some of the stuff he did about the Stoics and the Stoics approach to thinking was really challenging, actually. And again, you need to go and have a listen to his podcast, which I think you'd, I'd, I'd strongly recommend you do. We then had Gareth Davis, a fabulous Gareth Davis from London Hems, talking about... Well, really, the future for helicopter emergency medical services, because of course, John Hines was campaigning and the campaign goes on for a air ambulance for Northern Ireland. A really classic talk about helicopter emergency medical services, where they started, where they've got to today and really how they can offer more to our patients. And I quite like the way that he really did approach the issue of evidence for that type of service and how difficult it can be to get the evidence together and how sometimes you just need a moral authority to take these you know, innovative ideas forward. After these three talks, we had a special session, one that I think for many of us in the audience was very poignant, where Janet, John's partner and clearly devoted best friend, talked very movingly about John and the things he brought to her life and to the wider life in general. Then Fred McSorley, John's partner, who was riding around racetracks with him, I think turned out that really taught John quite a lot of what he knew in the early days about motorcycle medicine, gave us a great talk about how the motorcycle medicine increased, how John did it, where he got to, some funny stories about racing John round circuits, lots of pictures in our minds of, of a guy that's very much missed. Can you imagine what it must have been like to spend time with Fred and John together? That must have been, well, more than funny. I think hilarious. They're two incredible guys and doing incredible work. And that work goes on, and we've seen some of that at Smack Force in the workshops yesterday. There was a very moving musical tribute with pictures that you anticipate and then really, we moved on into the conference proper. And that was an important time for all of us, I think, to, to just remember John and then move on to what is a really great medical conference. So I was in one of the sessions, I was speaking just after the break, and I talked about the future of emergency medicine, trying to talk about the major factors which are going to shape and change what we do. And we'll talk about it in the blog post and things, but the major factors are, are really changing the political landscape, 
change in the demographic landscape and change in technology. And we, we were able to demonstrate some quite interesting technology on stage. It was quite fun. I think people enjoyed that. And then Michelle, of course, Michelle, we love Michelle Johnson, um, talked about a dystopian future of emergency medicine, bringing her knowledge of literature, which is so, uh, it just makes you think every time you listen to her and you come out thinking, gosh, <laughs> how does that work? But brilliant. You've got to watch that fantastic presentation when it comes out on the Intensive Care Network. Suzanne Mason from Sheffield talking about the elderly, which is a feature of my talk as well, and with Michelle. It's a large part of our workload and we really need to do it better. And there are quite a lot of things that we can do to really improve the health of the elderly. And then finally, an absolute favourite of ours, a great friend, Swami, talking about thin slicing in the ED, about how we make diagnosis, about getting into the diagnostic process and how we think and how we make good decisions, which if you're interested in Emelins and you're you're us. You love that kind of thing. Of course, there's four concurrence for these sessions. So I was in the same session supporting Simon, listening to what he had to say and listening to those talks. But there were another 12 talks that went on this morning just before lunch. And these will, of course, be released as podcasts over the coming months. Be sure to look out for them. Lots of different stuff from around the world. Really great information for us all to learn from. As ever, lunch, always good at a SMAC conference. The food is a highlight along with, well, the booze and the parties, but the medicine is good too. And we moved into the afternoon session. Again, some more concurrence. So again, 16 different sessions covering such wide topics as ECMO, perimortem C-section, right the way through to Fragility Index. Lots of activity on Twitter about Kathy Rowan's talk. That's going to be one to look out for. I was in the Where's the Evidence talk and it was quite interesting. Got a bit heated at time between Jeff Drazen, the editor-in-chief of the New England Journal of Medicine, and Richard Smith, who's the ex-editor of the BMJ, about the future of journals. And this, this transferred over into the final session of the day about publishing and the future of critical care knowledge. And um, Which session were you in, Ian? I actually went to the Kickstart the Heart session, so I watched a live demonstration of ECMO, ECMO CPR, which is excellent. Very brave. Again, at SMAC, it's all about being brave with your presentation style. We have a whole spectrum here from what you describe as a classic presentation, right the way through to different things. That gives a real breadth to the styles that people are doing their presentations in, lots to learn from. Uh, we had a talk from the excellent Sarah Gray about perimortem C-section, one of those things that we may see once in a career, but if you don't practice, then you're just not going to be ready for it when it happens. And in my session, I saw some really interesting presentation styles. Uh, John Carlyle, who's an anaesthetist from the south of England, talking about finding fraud in clinical trials. I think that might be quite a dry subject, but he presented it as his six-year-old daughter, which... It sounds weird, but honestly, you've got to see this presentation. It's really, really clever. Contrast that with Richard Smith, who, no, no slides, no notes, just brilliant delivery and really totally engaging. A, a really entertaining afternoon. Smack can sometimes feel a little bit evangelical about the presentation style, but what we've seen today is a, that lots of different styles work. There is no right style. Lots of people learn in different ways. We've had some videos. We've had some PowerPoint presentations. Everything works on a different level for different people. There isn't a right way. There are just lots of excellent ways. And it's really good that actually the accusation that SMAC is style over substance has never been more disproven than it has today. More substance than you really think you could fit in a normal medical conference we've seen in one day alone. The final session, Simon, you were involved in. You were on the, um, on the panel talking about the future of knowledge dissemination, publication, papers. I think for lots of us who try and get the odd paper published, it was a real insight into this different world. Gave us some thoughts about the future, maybe a post-paper publication type existence where we're not dependent on these publications. Some real pros about social media. It's great to have you up there supporting St. Emlyn's. Great to have other guys up there too. And some real establishment figures again. A really good way to end the day and very thought-provoking. 
Yeah, I had a bit of a major imposter syndrome going on there, um, looking at the panel of very, very experienced people. But I think we tried to get across that the world is changing and we tried to get across that the traditional model is really just that. It's just a traditional model and people have got to think a little bit broader and a little bit wiser about how we can use information technology, the internet, social media to get the messages out, which will help patients. And actually, I thought our biggest ally in that was um, was Richard Smith, the ex-editor of the BMJ, who quite openly says that he's trying to get journals closed down, which is you know super radical, but really interesting to hear his arguments. If you ever get a chance to hear Richard talk, then it's highly recommended. Genetically, he's a funny man. He's related to Arthur Smith, the comedian. They both perform exceptionally well. Really worth seeing. Really thought-provoking. And actually, he's poacher-turned-gamekeeper, really. Or is it the other way around? But one of those in which way he's sort of almost talking about the destruction of the thing that he once worked with. So we've come to the end of the day. Others are outside having a few drinks. I have to say for me, I've got to talk tomorrow. Simon, you've got to talk tomorrow. So it's early nights for us. I've entered the 24-hour pre-smack talk fear stage where my body stops functioning and I'm unable to communicate. Put effect as There you go. Unable to communicate. So it'll be a quiet night in for me. There'll be others out in the town in Dublin and doing what people do in Dublin. And we'll very much look forward to talking to you again tomorrow when Simon and I will both have finished our talks and feel ever so slightly more relaxed. Lot to look forward to. See you tomorrow.